remember that the best fabric options are the ones that have already been created. Welcome, neighbors, to Hometown Earth, the podcast that brings a down-to-earth approach to all of your sustainability questions. I'm your host, Lena Sanford, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here, we believe that everyone can change the world. Do you believe? I'm a Midwest gal with big dreams to discover what it takes to reduce my impact on this beautiful place we call Hometown Earth. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate what actions we can take, big or small, to make a positive impact in your life and the lives of your neighbors on Hometown Earth. Are you ready when inspiration strikes? Now you can take notes while listening to Hometown Earth, write quotes, facts, or even journal with our limited collection of pocket notebooks. Designed by a local artist and produced on 100% recycled paper, these will be your new favorite on-the-go notepads. Get yours today at lenasanford.com forward slash shop. Hello, neighbors. Last week, I may have shocked you with some statistics about the fashion industry and its waste. A big part of making a habit of choosing sustainable, ethical clothing is supporting brands that choose to create pieces made from sustainable fabrics. Hopefully, you took some time to look at the clothes that you have in your closet and see what types of materials were in most of your clothing and who made them. I'll be the first to say that many of the clothes I've accumulated throughout the years are blends of polyester, nylon, acrylic, and cotton. This includes clothes that I've bought from fast fashion companies like Forever 21 and H&M, but also secondhand items that I got at thrift stores. I also saw a lot of 100% cotton and 100% wool. So how do you know what to look for with sustainable fabrics? Does 100% of natural materials always mean it's good and synthetic materials always mean it's terrible? What should we consider when buying secondhand items made with unsustainable materials? And does sustainable fashion mean that you can't be fashionable? We'll explain it all right here. The Good Trade defines sustainable fabrics as fabrics often made from natural or recycled materials, aiming to reduce harm either through the production process, fiber properties, or overall environmental impact. When I first started hearing about sustainable fabrics, I have to admit I pictured hippies in hemp hoodies and those outlandish outfits people put together from discarded plastics or bags just to prove a point. I'm sure you know which ones I'm talking about. But I realized that sustainable fashion and sustainable fabrics doesn't rule out looking stylish. Even style icons like Sarah Jessica Parker, Rosario Dawson, Olivia Wilde, Emma Watson, Zendaya, and Leonardo DiCaprio, to name a few, rock sustainable fashion. It's no secret that sustainable fashion is growing in popularity, and people are finding new ways to style old pieces mixed with new sustainable fashion brands in their wardrobe. 
A quick search on TikTok or Google will bring up a slew of ways people are styling thrifted or vintage pieces, pieces from their own wardrobe styled differently, and even sustainable brands that give the style of more popular fast fashion brands but are better for the planet. So what fabrics are they using and are they really sustainable? Some companies greenwash, saying they use biodegradable or sustainable fabrics. Still, in reality, they may use a ton of resources, die with harsh chemicals, or use materials that don't break down in nature. If you know what to look for when shopping for something to add to your wardrobe, it reduces the chances that you will be duped by companies claiming that they are sustainable. It also increases your confidence in your clothing decisions and makes you value your choices that much more. And that sounds like a win to me. So let's start with natural materials first. Beginning with the fabric we all know, cotton. I mentioned last week how much water and pesticides are used to create traditional cotton, which also contributes to wastewater pollution. So the next step up from that is organic cotton, which has also proven a little bit controversial. As it stands, organic cotton is produced without any chemicals and uses less water. According to a report by the Textiles Exchange, Organic cotton uses 91% less water than conventional cotton because it is typically rain-fed instead of needing to be heavily irrigated. So a cotton t-shirt that might take 715 gallons of water to make would only take 64 gallons. The controversy comes from the uncertainty of the scaling of organic cotton as only 1-2% to 2 of cotton production globally is organic. When looking for organic cotton, make sure it is certified. And some of these certifications are the Better Cotton Standard, the Global Organic Textile Standard, or GOTS, Blue Sign, and USDA Certified Organic. Organic cotton certifications ensure that the environment is taken care of and that the cotton farmers are treated ethically and paid fairly. Then you've got recycled cotton, which saves cotton from landfills and reduces the need to produce virgin cotton. However, it can't be recycled many times as the fibers are just too short, and it usually has to be combined with other recycled materials to make it a quality end product. And since it's post-industrial cotton, it's almost impossible to certify its origin or call it organic. Organic and recycled cotton are two options better than traditionally grown cotton, but we can do better. Next up on our natural fibers list is hemp. Hemp is growing in popularity, but has a bad rep because it is the same species of cannabis plant as its cousin, referred to as marijuana. But don't worry, hemp won't get you high. It's one of the oldest natural materials used for fabric. What makes hemp so sustainable is that it doesn't require any chemicals to grow. It grows quickly, aptly earning it the name weed, requires minimal land and water, and its leaves drop before harvest, returning many of its nutrients back to the soil. 
It has many, many uses, including its uses in fabric and textiles. No wonder the word canvas was based on Latin cannabis hemp. As with any of these natural materials, organic is the best way to go. Making our way to linen, which in contrast to hemp, usually evokes feelings of romance and lightness. Linen is made from fibers of the flax plant. Flax fibers are another of the oldest materials used to make fabric, dating back at least 34,000 years. It has many of the same sustainability properties as hemp, but can be produced with lower processing costs, which is why you typically see it used more often than hemp. Another type of linen is bamboo linen, which at first might seem like a go-to sustainable option, but the waters are pretty muddy. We know bamboo is the fastest growing plant on earth. It requires less water and effort to cultivate. However, it can still be grown and harvested unsustainably. And the processes to turn bamboo into a linen fabric are extremely intensive and use harsh chemicals. Bamboo can also be used for rayon, which again is an extremely chemically intensive process and creates hazardous waste that's hard to capture. So if you're looking at buying clothing with bamboo, make sure that the company is transparent about the supply chain. And thankfully, organic cotton, hemp, and linen, if not blended with other materials, all decompose if given the proper conditions, unlike their synthetic counterparts, which we will talk about in a minute. But I can't talk about natural materials without addressing leather and wool. I will be as straightforward on this as I can without making myself sick. Both the wool and leather industries practice unethical treatment and slaughtering of animals. Animals bred for their wool are slaughtered when they stop producing viable wool and then are used for their meat. And animals are killed strictly for their skin to make leather. Current practices unnaturally overbreed, mutilate, and mistreat these animals, making it ethically unacceptable. But even on the environmental side, FAO reports that 26% of the planet's ice-free land is used for livestock grazing and 33% of croplands are used for livestock feed production. Livestock contributes to 7% of the total greenhouse gas emissions, representing 14.5% of all human-induced emissions. This is through enteric fermentation and manure. In developed countries, 90% of cattle belong to six breeds, and 20% of livestock breeds are at risk of extinction. And it doesn't get much better than that. The water footprint of raising cattle for leather is a little over 17,000 liters of water per one kilogram of leather. And FAO reports that approximately 300 kilograms of chemicals are used per ton of hides in the leather tanning process. These chemicals are significant polluters and are a major risk for human welfare. And with wool, intensive scouring and chemical processes are used to remove the fatty sheep wool and prepare it for use. So we clear and degrade our land, use our resources, reduce biodiversity, emit greenhouse gas emissions, 
treat these animals poorly, and then we kill them. And we do it in the name of fashion. So if you're going to buy either, make sure it is secondhand or recycled and doesn't actively contribute to animal and environmental harm to the planet. I'll link a few articles in the episode show notes if you want to read about the wool and leather industry for yourself. So if you're not going with natural materials, what's the deal with synthetic? Synthetic fibers are man-made from chemical mixtures and processes, mainly from fossil fuels. These include rayon, nylon, polyester, and acrylic. Besides rayon, which we mentioned earlier, these synthetic materials are made from petroleum. In other words, they are plastics. Ethical Consumer reports that plastic-based or synthetic fibers account for about two-thirds of all textiles. The majority of this is polyester, about 65%, followed by nylon and acrylic. They're cheap to make, which is why many companies who don't have sustainability top of mind utilize them. They're made to be easy to dye, wrinkle-free, stretchy, and last longer. To create these products is water, chemical, and resource-intensive. And the fact that it lasts longer isn't good for the environment. These products release plastics during production, wear, and end of use. They don't biodegrade and stay in our environment, continuing to wreak havoc. Research shows that as much as 0.19 million tons of microfibers from the production and normal use of synthetic textiles, particularly domestic laundry of clothing, has been estimated to enter the marine environment alone annually. This includes microplastics from new and secondhand synthetic clothing. This wash-off and the breakdown of these plastics from synthetic clothes contribute to primary microplastics polluting our ocean. One way to prevent this, other than to prioritize sustainable fabrics, is to wash your clothes less often, only wash full loads, and utilize products like a microfiber filter, guppy friend, or coraball in the wash. But even if you use these products, the saved particles will still go to a landfill as most clothes do. Plastic clothing is not recycled often, and one of the troubles with recycling these textiles is that they are blends of multiple fabrics. BBC reports that one group of researchers, led by Carol Lin, a chemical engineer at the City University of Hong Kong, has developed a technique for recycling fabrics made from cotton and polyester blends by feeding them to fungi. The fungi, which typically form a black mold on grapes, produces an enzyme that can break down the cotton in glucose that can then be turned into syrup. They claim that the remaining pure polyester fibers can then be reused to make new clothing, as polycotton blends are now among the most popular fabric used for cheap clothing. So we're seeing these fabrics everywhere, but there is plenty of innovation within the fabric space that will hopefully lead to a more promising future. The more basic option is tinsel or lyocell. Tinsel is a fabric you've likely already seen on clothing racks. Like rayon, it is a cellulose material made from plants. 
However, it is reported to be more sustainable in its sourcing and manufacturing, although it still takes many chemicals to treat the pulp and uses chemical dyes to color. Econil is a replacement for nylon. They take waste in the form of fishing nets, fabric scraps, carpet flooring, and more to create an infinitely recyclable fabric. Although it is still plastic, it's a step forward. More inventive options that I found include SCOBY, and SCOBY is a term you may have heard if you're a kombucha drinker like me. It's a living culture now utilized to make 100% biodegradable vegan leather. There's also Milo Unleather, made from mycelium mushrooms. This leather is being prototyped by fashion giants like Stella McCartney, Adidas, and Lululemon. And continuing on the faux leather train, Pinatex is a certified B Corp that makes a leather-like textile from the waste leaves of the pineapple plant. These leaves are a byproduct from existing pineapple harvest, so the raw material requires no additional environmental resources to produce, and no spiders are harmed in the making of this next fabric. Kimonos is a synthetic spider silk developed through the fusion of spider silk genes and microbes. Good on You reports that the fiber is said to be five times stronger than steel, the toughest fiber in nature, while being very lightweight, more flexible than nylon, and entirely biodegradable. And finally, you might see the term dead stock. Reclaimed dead stock is leftover fabric from manufacturers and can include many of these different types of materials. It saves and reuses textiles otherwise bound for a landfill. Other things to look for are that Companies use environmentally friendly dyes and inks like vegetable-based. This information is harder to find, but hopefully the brands you're looking at are transparent about it on their website. Good On You is a fantastic site that I use truthfully all of the time that rates fashion brands based on their sustainability and ethical practices on a scale from the lowest, avoid, to not good enough, it's a start, good, and the best rating, great. So my final thoughts here are just because it's natural doesn't mean it's sustainable. It's about the entire life cycle of the fabric. I didn't give you an exhaustive list of fabrics, so if you see something on a tag and aren't sure, ask yourself, is it ethical and sustainable in how the material was grown? spun, knit, woven, dyed, finished, made into garments, and transported. Again, the brand should be transparent about this information, and if they aren't, that's probably a red flag. To make this easier, remember that the best fabric options are the ones that have already been created. Choose from your closet or secondhand sustainable if you can and have hope that there are more innovative options that we will continue to see hit the market as the demand for these types of sustainable fabrics increase. For this week's Something to Grow On, I ask you to take the time to choose the clothes that you put on and share with the world every day, wisely and mindfully. I'll leave you with a quote by Mahatma Gandhi. There is no beauty in the finest cloth if it makes hunger 
and unhappiness. I appreciate you being here with me today, neighbor, and I'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hometown Earth as much as I did. Let us know by rating and subscribing so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Tuesday. Head to the show notes linked in the episode description for more details. And let us know in the comments what you want to hear next. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can find more about the podcast on Instagram at Hometown Earth or connect with me personally at Lena Saintford. We all know change needs to happen. So let's get started right here at Hometown Earth. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.